Hey guys, you're listening to the Struggles We Grow From podcast. And this podcast is designed for believers to talk about the struggles that they go through in their everyday life. Join us as we bring these struggles to light and look at what the Bible says. All right, so grab your coffee, grab your journal, grab your pen, and let's get started. Hey guys, we are back with another podcast episode. If you are new around here, hello, my name is Sydney Prince and I'm here with my husband. Austin Prince. And in this episode, we are going to be sharing a reaction to a pretty famous in the Christian realm sphere. I don't know. It was a documentary titled Hillsong, a Mega Church Exposed. And so we're going to be reacting to this today. Now, it has been quite a while since we have seen this. I mean, it came out. I mean, it was several months ago. It was this year in 2022. Um, it came out several months ago, earlier in the year. And, you know, we had heard about it when it came out, and we'd actually had some other people that go to our church say that they had seen it, and they were like, oh, man, like, you really should watch it. And to be honest, I was very much hesitant to watch it yeah, because the truth is, is I already was kind of yeah with Hillsong anyway, you know, mm-hmm. like just the way I have perceived the way they do things and what they what it seems like they really care about, which is mostly money, mm-hmm. um, or that's how it's perceived to me, you know. I've always thought the pastors just want to wear the nicest clothes and drive the nicest cars and want the fancy things. And that's a turnoff for me. And so, you know, I've always kind of been weary of them. And so when the documentary came out, I was like, yeah, no wonder. Like, you know, but we did watch it. And another thing, to be honest, is it took us quite a while to even finish an episode at a time. Now, granted, these episodes are long. I can't remember exactly. They're like an an hour hour or a little little over an hour per episode. And so it was hard to watch because, you know, as someone who has been a Christian for quite a while, I just... I sit there and think, okay, people that are not a part of the big C, the big church, they're watching this, and it gives them all the more reason to not ever step foot into a church or to think that all churches are this way, and they're not. There are so many healthy churches out there. Now, is any church perfect? No, not one, not even ours you know, promise you there. And not all church leadership is perfect, but there are healthy churches out there. And then, yeah, there are some that are like Hillsong too. Yep. But anyway, so just to preface that, it did take us quite a while. We we would have to kind of pause and be like, oh, that hurts. Like, ugh, you know, and, but that's not to say that like, you can't watch it or you shouldn't watch it or whatever. Yeah. If you want to watch it, cool. If you have, then you've already have. So. Yeah. So the biggest disclaimer 
to this podcast or these couple of podcasts would be the decisions of executive leadership. Decisions that happen at the top are never a reflection of the people who attend the church or even some of the staff members at locations. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we, we've we experienced things like that before where, you know, so many, or, or not so many, but so, yeah, I guess so many, so many people lump the decision of one person or a small group of people and then project that decision as if it was a decision made by someone who's working in facilities at a church. Right. Like don't stick a label if you've, or if you do, or if you have ever come across someone who was like, yeah, I went to Hillsong, mm-hmm. to one of their churches or one of their locations or whatever, you can't stick a label on them like, oh, well then let's just ride them off because yeah. we know what your church did or does or whatever. Because the truth is, I feel like quite a lot of people that probably go to Hillsong go to hang out, see other people they know, you know, catch the service. But it's only when you really get, and this goes for any church. Yeah. When you start to really get involved and start talking to key leaders and you will see what all is going on more and more behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in like reality, you won't know everything unless you were on staff or something like that, or you were there working or volunteering several hours a week or whatever. But yeah, so yeah, how dare you? Don't stick a label yeah. on someone, even if they did work there. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so let's go ahead and get into this. Yeah, so the documentary really looks at a couple key areas of things that are happening. So focus is on Australia, New York. We hear a little bit about Hillsong in Ukraine, in Mm -hmm. Kiev, and then we hear about the college. Mm. Those are really like the four areas in which the documentary really covers. And like the music. Yep, and the music. So um, those are more hot spots about where the documentary is being filmed, where we're getting source material, all those different things. So it's three se- or three episodes. It's right. a three-episode to one series. And the first episode that we really want to talk about, I believe, is titled Welcome Home. That's just the name of the episode is Welcome Home. And it's really about the strategy of Hillsong you know, to go from small town Australia to doing things in New York big time. It really talks about like Brian Houston's vision and his idea. Uh, But then in the latter part of episode one, we get into this whole A-list recruiting these celebrity pastors, all those different things. Mm -hmm. And that's when we're introduced to Carl Lentz. Now, Carl Lentz is really... He's pretty much the whole... Second episode. Yeah. The whole second episode <laughs> is, is pretty much him. <laughs> attributed to Carl Lentz. Um, 
So we won't touch that too much. Right. So we're just going to focus on this first episode. And like you said, the ti- they gave the title Welcome Home. And I also want to preface this. This documentary was filmed, edited, created by not a church. Yep. <laughs> okay. This is, what is it, Stream On? It's Discovery, Discovery Plus. Discovery Plus. So they can very easily, I mean, with anything that you watch, any documentary, any film, they have a narrative or an agenda that they're trying to push. So, you know, and while we were watching it, we kept that in mind because it wasn't like, you know, this is Christian church or pastor or someone that we know that we trust, you know, put this together. It it wasn't that. So just keeping that in mind. It's um, it's very important because the same people that would say our idea of creationism mm-hmm. is wrong or is a myth are the same people that produce this documentary. Right. So keeping that in mind. Um, but yeah, that title of Welcome Home is pretty much how they recruit, brainwash, manipulate, abuse. I mean, however you want to say it, people to get to come to their church. Now, they talked very heavily in this episode as well, you know, in the beginning about the music. So Hillsong was one of those churches that first started creating this contemporary worship music. Because, Lord, I remember. You going to sing Shout to the Lord for us? No, but in my little Baptist church, we weren't even touching contemporary music. I mean, they didn't really start a contemporary worship service until after I was gone. But there were other churches using Shout to the Lord, you know, all all those, okay? So they start creating this music. And like any human being would, you know, you, you start out doing something and then money has a way of capturing your attention. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You want more of it. And they saw, wow, like we can make a lot of money. And draw more people to our church through music that we create. Yeah. Even before we get to the money and the music, we really talk about like Brian Houston's vision, right? Like his whole idea of, hey, as a believer, you need to, or as believers, we're supposed to be in charge of like these seven spheres of the world, like entertainment, music, or mm. culture, we so, need to be in it all. In it and all. I want basically he's basically is what he's saying is like he wants to overtake the world. Yeah. You remember <laughs> the episode in the office where Dwight is giving uh his Mussolini speech? Mm-hmm. That little that idea of you know Dwight giving that speech is exactly the same vibes that I got when they showed the clip of Brian Houston back in the late 80s, early mm-hmm. 90s, giving his vision idea for I see the church of tomorrow. That was the that was the whole thing. So the whole right. idea of Hillsong was based off of this the church of tomorrow. Right. So he wanted he wanted concerts. He wanted films to be made, you know, shows and move whatever. That cinema yeah. is what you would call it. Um the music industry. He also wanted to be into other things too, but I'm going to get ahead of myself if if we get too far. But so they started out with music and that was a big way they found out that they could draw people in because it was new and it was different. And 
it even talked about too, and and you know this when if you are in a worship service, sometimes there are certain songs that you know they have a certain melody or certain um, a certain key or whatever. However, they're played can just cause a reaction within you emotionally. Yep, it's a science. It's it's like TikTok. Yep. Or reels. If you're watching these videos, people will per- put certain sounds over that to make you feel a certain emotion. If it's they want you to feel sad or they want you to feel inspired or happy or whatever. And they were really good at figuring that out because they really wanted to, to pull that emotion from people. And anyway, so they used the music heavily to draw people in. Yeah, and it started with uh, contemporary, like early contemporary mm-hmm. Christian. If I remember in the documentary, what they did is they brought in a former child star from Australia. Not someone who mm-hmm. was in the church at the time. Now, granted, we don't know her relationship with the Lord, but the documentary posed that what they did is they hired somebody who is already a celebrity to be on staff, and all they're supposed to do is sing. Yeah. They wanted the best of the best singers. You know, they wanted all of that. They wanted the flashiness. They mm-hmm. wanted the the ooh and the ah with the way this— the stage appeared and the lights and how they were dressed and that the emotion that they were were pulling from people, they wanted people to come back. They yeah. want people to be a part of the of this movement that they were, you know, that Brian Houston, his vision that he was trying or is still trying to create. Maybe not anymore. Well, you know, I don't know him personally. I don't know what his oh. current vision is, but well, there is after the whole everything came out, there was some information released. We're getting way ahead. Yeah, let's but there's a put a pause. I don't believe he's in but this le- is all public information. Yeah. Like you can go and Google it. Yeah. I don't <laughs> believe he's the leader of the church anymore. Or he's put on uh, almost like a forced sabbatical. There were some incidences where he was taking sleeping pills. And magically was wandering into female staff members' rooms for hours on end mm. because of Just sleeping pills. Appear there. You know, I've never taken sleeping medication and just wound up. I thought you were supposed to lay room. down and sleep. Why? <laughs> oh, okay. No. <laughs> anyway, I'm thinking a different medication now. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. We are not druggies. <laughs> oh, no. I feel like that should be said. No, no. I, I immediately went to the Pink Panther, Steve Martin, where he goes and sees Beyonce. Oh, no. My miracle beautiful the middle-aged man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. So the other main part that we really wanted to touch on is there was a there wasn't a ton, but there were quite a few members of Hillsong that were in this documentary and that talked about their experience and told their story. And again, they don't speak for everyone. No. Because there's like millions of people, if you, you know, have been and whatever. Anyway, members that were heavily involved and that apparently spent hours and hours and hours Doing work for Hillsong. Yeah, 20 to 30 hours a week. 
there was one guy from New York in particular that they really focused on who was in charge of their tech and production. And we we have somebody who does that full time. On staff, you know, getting paid, benefits, all that. This person was volunteer. This was volunteer. And a lot of the words that they would use for that is, you know, you don't, you don't have to do this. You get to do this. Like you get to be with us. That that whole image of like we're Hillsong. Like you need to be grateful that we would even choose you to to be here and you know, and to kind of have that thing in the back of your mind feeling like if you ever decided to take a week off or something or take a break or even leave, like you would just be outcasting. Yeah. And, you know, we don't want you anymore, whatever. And that feeling that is, that is abuse in itself yeah. because it's playing those mind games. It's brainwashing. It's all of that to get people to pretty much work for free. Because we're not just talking about like, you know, at our church, we have weekend services. We have people that we take them through and kind of help them understand how God gifted them. And we have so many different ways on a weekend that you can serve to kids during the week and students, our outreach team, whenever they're doing outreach opportunities, worship, if you want to help you know, run lights on the weekend or sound. And the reality is like, we also, we have like a paid staff person that sets all that up during the week. So really, you know, what they're doing is they're pressing buttons and it's really, you know, I'm not saying I've never done it. It's not super easy, but Austin's done it. Yeah, It's not, you know, this 20, 30 hour week where you're actually the one building all that out and setting all that up and, and all of that you show up on a weekend to serve in that way or during the week and a different thing that you serve. But, you know, and 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 we should have that mindset of if you're serving on a weekend, like, you know, like I don't, I, I don't have to do this. Yep. But it's not, you know, you get to do this because you're a part of us. You're a yep. part of Hillsong. And, you know, this is like big for you. This yeah. It's a huge, op- you know, and using it that way, it's, you know, you know, you don't have to do this, but you know, God has has gifted you. And if you want to to allow Jesus to work through you and your gifting, we have a spot for you. You know, and it's anyway, yeah. Like that should that's how it should be. No, and I think you bring up a lot of good points, especially as you're talking about that, because we do say at Journey Church, hey, we get to do this, but we also strongly say you will not serve every single service. We mm-hmm. always tell people, you serve one, you sit in one. Serving- yeah, it's pretty much a must. Even if you're serving somewhere on a weekend, we do have multiple services. So it's pretty much a must. Like, you're a leader, and if they're not, then I need to go talk to somebody. But they <laughs> are supposed to say, hey, like, what we care about the most is your personal spiritual growth and your personal relationship with Jesus. And so if you're serving one service in Journey Kids, then the next service you need to be in service, just in service. Yeah. You know, worshiping and the next weekend, you know, ha- take off. Like don't, yeah. you know, 
Because we don't want anybody to get burnt out. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's burnout or spiritual manipulation. That's right. that's the extreme ends of the pendulum. You're either doing too much and you're burning out mm-hmm. or you're being spiritually manipulated to continue to do, do, do. Now, the documentary really focuses on New York specifically. So these yeah. instances of manipulation, we're not going to say that they're blanket across mm-hmm. everything. But we can say from what the documentary has proposed, specifically in New York, there is a consistent system that was kind of set in place for mis- for spiritual right. manipulations. Almost like if you were to challenge a belief, an idea, you were ostracized. If you were to have questions. Kind of cultish. <laughs> you know, if you were to have questions, it was almost like the leader would look at you and just be like. How dare you ask that question? Yeah. I, I always want to believe the best, but now I'm hurt because you ask questions. Like, mm-hmm. that's spiritual manipulation. That's yeah. exactly what that is. Yeah. You know, what we see in Scripture is it talks about, you know, Paul says, live in, live your life in such a way where you always are ready with an answer. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be book smart at everything, but it means to live your life in such a way prepared for questions. Mm-hmm. Because people will ask them and be able to give the answer, the conviction, the truth, the gospel-centered idea of why you believe that, why you're living this way. And we all see that rooted in Scripture. The difference between what Paul is saying and, hey, you're going to be kicked out if you ask questions, is the ruling of man. Mm -hmm. Another thing that, just sitting here thinking, that I find interesting is who they really chose to target. They chose to target, and if I remember correctly, out of the people, the volunteers and stuff that were speaking and kind of sharing their story that were a part of the New York location, they were all young. Yep. And some of them even in tears talking about just the manipulation and abuse. And, you know, while you're in it, you don't really know that that's what's happening and then once you get out, you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, like yeah. you have these aha moments and it's hurtful. So I remember this one girl just being in tears about that, about just being used and how she thought they truly cared about her and her personal spiritual being and, and all that. And they didn't. But the music they put out, you know, the the pastor that they had, super hip, like super cool, wearing all yeah. the cool stuff. He could speak super great. Yeah. Using all of that to draw in these young people or just people that could not yet really think for themselves. Yeah, and I, I think it's very important to point out that specifically the young people and targeting them. And the reason why I say that is because the issue that Hillsong has is the same issue that's in the home church movement right now, is when your leadership is 20 years old or under 30 or not even 40 yet, and you're supposed to be governing people and pastoring and caring for them when you've only had a smidge, a taste of life, you're setting your church up for failure and you're robbing the local church of an entire generation of leaders who could be developed by people much further along the, in their mm-hmm. walk of faith in you. Mm-hmm. 
Francis Chan. That's not my thoughts. I want to put that out there, even though I I, I affirm that. <laughs> we believe I, that. I strongly affirm mm-hmm. that. But that's what Francis Chan recently came out, wrote a couple of articles about, specifically looking at the home church movement and the whole mega church looking for young people, how those are kind of yeah, because correspond. the reality is like these young people in this day and age believe so many things are okay and they want to be in a place where their own personal beliefs and opinions and thoughts are welcomed. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be questioned. So I have to believe that Hillsong and specifically this location did a really good job of making people feel welcomed. Yeah. No matter what they believed or whatever. And maybe, you know, I've heard some th- some clips and stuff of preaching that has been spoken there and stuff, but I don't know. Like, which I think is the same with this, like you said, this home church movement, which really didn't have anything to do with this. But people go to a church. They don't, agree or they feel like they're questioned on their personal belief, may it be biblical or not or whatever, yep. and they decide, well, I just want to leave and I'm going to do my own thing. Yep. So. Yeah. What's going to heal the body is never starting more churches. And I think that's that's hard news because there's been an entire generation of people sold on a church planning idea of, hey, you don't find a church that resonates with you, go start another one. You don't find another church that resonates with you, go start another one. Now, we say that as a multi-site church, and I can guarantee we're going to launch more locations, but it's not from the perspective of there's nobody that's preaching the gospel. It's from the perspective of we want to go into places where they're spiritually dark and plant churches. We want to go into places Mm -hmm. and help people equip them to be the hands and feet of Jesus wherever they are. Like, we're not running from something. No, we're running We're running towards. into the darkness. Yeah. Where specifically, we're looking at places where specifically, you know, it, it's very dark, and that's where we want to go. It's not, oh, <laughs> they don't agree with me. I'm going to run off and not face it, because that's not what Jesus did. No, no. And I mean, <laughs> if, if that was the case, then I would have already left for three, lo- I mean, oh, we would have already Lord, left for theological difference. Gone. I mean, if that was if <laughs> that was the premise of what Paul was encouraging the church to do is to fight for unity over and over and over again, he would have said, "Hey, if you disagree on theological tenets, guess what? Just bounce, go start your own thing." <laughs> and he didn't. Yeah. So, in the same breath, as we talk about this documentary. We want to not just say, hey, this is what's going on, but we want to talk about it from the Christian perspective. And what we've seen, what we've seen on social media, what we've seen in articles, what we've seen in other podcast hosts, is this has been a very divisive documentary. Mm -hmm. It's split people. It's split churches. It's split up staff members. What it's really done is it's been used in such a way, it's been propagated and marketed in such a way that it's it's weaponizing non-Christians to fight Christians and it's weaponizing Christians to fight other Christians. Mm-hmm. Now, are some of the things that Brian Houston and his father 
and the Hillsong as a whole, like the organization, I'm not talking about the people who are on staff, but Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the organization as itself. Are there some atrocious things that have happened? Absolutely. Should be, they be held accountable by golly? Yes. Scripture says that we should cling to justice. We should pray for it in the same breath. There are people a part of Hillsong churches who are regenerate, concrete believers. Mm-hmm. How over, I mean, this was released in March. So March 24th of 2022. How in, what is it? Four months, maybe five months now. Jeez. No, March is the third month. I'm not good at math. It's late. <laughs> All I'm saying is in such a short amount of time, it's almost like the entire world has turned against a select group of people pointing the finger that they're wrong. Yet we've got pastors in New York that are being robbed on camera out of a million dollars, having a million dollars with the jewelry on them and people saying, shame, shame on those people who robbed the pastor. There's just, it's been used in such a way that it's just created divisiveness. Now I love the documentary. I love the information. I, <laughs> I This is the type of stuff that we enjoy and we like to talk about, you know. Well, things, it's things being brought to light. And we have to also just be reminded in all this, just kind of as we end here, that things that you may be doing, things that you know somebody else is doing, or leadership, or someone in a higher position that you know is wrong and you have this urge to like do something about it. It's not your battle to fight. You can pray about it. But this just goes to show, man, they've been doing this for years. Yeah. Years, 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 years. And it's now coming to light. It always comes to light. Yep. I've seen it. Not just this. I've seen other things come to light. It comes to light. Yeah. You just have to continue to be faithful and you have to continue to not give up when something doesn't meet your timeline Hmm. yeah you see how she cut me off there she saw she's looking at me she saw me getting all fiery and she's like listen this is long enough we need to get off of here we're gonna have another episode coming out that's gonna be over the second episode which is even more into this new york location and even more into Carl Lentz himself, and it even gets into what he did before Hillsong. Yeah. And, you know, people tell their story of being at a church that he was at before Hillsong. So we'll talk about all that, react to all of that in our next episode. But for now, guys, I'm saying bye. Please remember, if you're loving this podcast, share it with a friend. Go on there. Give us five stars. Give us a great review. We'd love to hear from you. Find us on Instagram at the struggles we grow from podcast. We respond to all messages. So messages there if you ever have any questions or just want to reach out. What about YouTube? Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We do have that. And it is, I can't remember. Uh, I mean, if you just search for, (laughs) it is linked on our Instagram. Yep. It's also linked on this podcast in the description, the YouTube channel. So whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, 
scroll down in the description. You'll see the link there for our YouTube channel. We do some fun like family vlogs and stuff like that. So you can go and check that out. But we will see you guys here next time. Bye. Bye.